0: can't help it. I am ball like a Celtic. I can't help it now. Nah, I can't help it now. Nah, I can't help it. I ball like a Celtic. I can't help it. I
1: ball like a Celtic. All right, Celtics fans, we are back with another episode of Boston Celtics game day recap. I'm your host Guy Deplacido, and today is a very special episode—episode episode 100. Unfortunately, Celtics could not pull it off. Uh, they fall to the Atlanta Hawks, one ten ninety nine. We do have a special guest in here today, and that is Mister Paul Duplisea. Paul, welcome to the podcast.
0: What's going on?
1: So this is a, a pretty, pretty fun episode for me. Paul is here for, I believe, the very first regular season episode, uh, and it's only fitting that he is here on episode one hundred. So going to follow today's podcast the same as usual, Uh, run through player of the game, run through some of the highs, some of the lows, Uh, and to get things started off here, I'll kick it over to you, Paul, for player of the game. Who do you got?
0: Yeah, so like you said, it's been a a while since I got on here, first game of the season. Um, Tonight was not a great showing, I'm not going to lie. I really don't have a player of the game or somebody that stood out to me. I guess I'm going to go with two honorable mentions. I think um, I'm going to go number one, I would say Marcus Smart. Honestly, like I said, nobody really stood out, but I think defensively he did Marcus Smart things. I think offensively he did fairly well, got a a good amount of assists. I'm sure you could help us with the numbers. but Yep, 11 assists on the game. I mean, that's phenomenal for a team that – offensively, for the most part, just watches Jason Tatum (laughs) play basketball. You know what I mean? (laughs) Fair enough. Kind of just stand there and watch them. Hopefully they can get an offensive rebound. Or once uh, Tatum kind of runs out of options, can get a bailout and maybe a a three-point shot. Um, Another one, my second honorable mention, I would say Al Horford. Uh, I'm excited to have him back on the team I think there's a little bit of versatility with him um, on the defensive side. Got scared a couple times with him in open space, uh, matched up against Trey Young. Yeah. Um, Definitely Schroeder, you can see stepping in, trying to help as fast as possible. But honestly, even when he was matched up just against Trey Young, I mean, I thought he kind of stood his own. He he knew that he had help. but overall, I think he just adds a little bit of versatility offensively and defensively. And I just I just love seeing him post up and um, get the ball down low, honestly.
1: Yeah, it's definitely it's definitely good to have him back. I mean, as far as Marcus Smart goes, we've talked a lot about really where Marcus fits in with this team. Everybody keeps calling for him to stop shooting, right? People want him to be more of a pass-first point guard, shoot less. And... It, Tonight's an example of him doing exactly that. And and this is also a night where the smart haters out there are still going to look at the stat sheet and be like, oh, he shot three of 10 from the field. The fact is he only took 10 shots, right? And I think that's the important part that you need to look at this, right? Like the Celtics have adapted. Marcus Smart has adapted. And he is moving towards that pass first guard, uh, which, again, 11 assists, leading the team by a long shot. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, another the other guy, Al Horford, who you talked about as your honorable mention, not player of the game, but honorable mention, uh, in situations where he is matched up against Trey Young, it's obviously a mismatch. But like you had said, he does, he does hold his own for a guy that, you know, has about 100 pounds on him is my guess. Uh, so it's definitely it's good to see. It's definitely a tough loss, but you know at this point falling under 500 once again, I uh, got to figure it out for the next game against the Lakers. But for my player of the game, uh, I'm going Grant Williams. And you look at the overall numbers today. Like he was he was efficient. He stepped up in a time where really the Celtics are just out a bunch of guys. No Jalen Brown tonight, no Time Lord in the starting lineup. Grant gets the call up. uh, End of the night, 18 points, six rebounds, uh, on fairly efficient shooting numbers. Six of 12 from the field, three of eight from three. Also got to the free throw line, and you look at him like the first quarter alone had 10 points. He was their offense in the first quarter. Uh, So overall, I mean, I I know you don't think anyone really stood out on paper. Uh, I think Grant was that guy tonight, at least from my perspective, that stepped up and played a pretty pivotal role in, you know, what was ultimately a loss, but played a pretty solid game today. Um, But I do want to hear your thoughts on Tatum. I know you already mentioned it. it. Wasn't the greatest performance in the world as far as like shooting statistics go. But you look at the way he played, and he seemed to get downhill a little bit more. So just curious on what your
0: thoughts are, thoughts are on Tatum's performance tonight. Yeah, I mean, I thought he had a very average game for him. Um, I said it before, I really don't like our offensive movement when he has the ball. Um, I feel like a lot of people are just waiting for the – the drive and kick, and they're there if if he needs them. Um, but you really don't see any cut into the hole. You don't see any off-ball picks. Uh, you kind of just see everybody waiting. So, um, yes, I think he played well or average, I would say. Um, but I also feel like he's still in the, you know, 2020 season when it comes to referees. Uh, he's yeah. still looking for all these tic-tac fouls that aren't they're, being called. They're, exactly. They're not being called. And you can see, I mean, you watch James Harden in his games, and he is just a totally different player. I think Tatum's still adjusting to it. He's still looking for these kind of tic-tac fouls. He's leaning into, into, def, into defensive players, and he's not getting the fouls that he was expecting or that he was getting last year to be – Plain and simple. Yeah.
1: Yeah, no, I agree with that. I mean, overall tonight, I mean, you've looked at the rest of the season at least, and his shot selection has been an issue. And and I'm not even going to say just this season. I feel like his shot selection over the last couple seasons has been an issue and has been something that Celtics fans have gone over because he's been hitting the shots. This year he hasn't been hitting them. But today, I think one of the things that impressed me more, at least, was just the fact that he was driving to the rim more. Like, yes, we still saw a, a couple fadeaways, a couple step-back threes, uh, a couple of force threes. And I know that seems like a lot. Like, he's still not hitting all of his shots, only 5 of 13 from deep. But a lot of his shots tonight were going towards the rim and i think that's the improvement that Tatum needs to continue to force uh because i just think the whole game for the Celtics changes when he drives
0: yeah and i i don't think that i mean he shot almost 50% i'm not saying that's that's bad um but he like you said he's driving to the hoop which is great but He's throwing up kind of terrible shots or almost leading to turnovers and giving the ball away in certain things, certain times. I mean, you see like somebody like JB, he's driving the hole. He doesn't care if he's getting punched in the face. He doesn't care if he's getting his legs taken out from underneath him. He's doing everything possible to finish at the hoop. And I feel like sometimes Tatum's just looking for the foul. He's not looking to actually score.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, well, You look at the efficiency between JB and Tatum at the rim, and it's not even close. Like, Jason Tatum is, I want to say on the season, shooting somewhere around 30% at, like, at the rim. Jalen Brown is upwards of 60%. So the efficiency numbers
0: between the two of them are just night and day. And again, today, like, you didn't have uh, Time Lord for all of his putbacks. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, those are all, that's where Time Lord's made his bread and butter this year is all the, frankly, terrible shots that Tatum's put up. <laughs> thrown off the backboard, thrown off the rim, gotten tipped, gotten blocked. And uh, Time Lord's been there, I mean, pretty much all year. And he's making a name for himself this year. Yeah, um, averaging with,
1: like four or five offensive rebounds a game. Yeah, and, and that's just a lot of points in the paint. And, pretty much all of his you know, points, yeah. No, definitely agree with that. Um, I mean, you look at the rest of the team, you know, I don't really know that there are many great performances outside of those guys. I mean, we could talk about Schroeder for a little bit. I think the other guy that, you know, you could put in the good category was Josh Richardson. Uh, End of the night, 11 points, two rebounds, two assists, a steal, five of 10 from the field. So overall, like efficiency
0: numbers, solid. Yeah, I think he's a he's a good bench player. He knows his role. He comes in, he plays hard. Doesn't uh, force much. Yeah, he really doesn't. He he puts up good shots. I don't want to say great shots, but he puts up some, like good shots. And um, he, I I don't know. I just feel like he's very you know exactly what you're getting. He's predictable. He's going to get you that uh, ten or so points. He's going to do his role. I mean, obviously, he's going to have these breakout games that we've seen so far, and had great games and I'm sure he's going to have some, some low games as well. But um, I would say, I mean, he's a consistent bench role player. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So one thing
1: is outside of players numbers. The one thing that I think the Celtics did pretty well today was moving the ball. Uh, Again, you see 24 assists, the numbers that keep kind of pissing me off. And skewing the assist numbers is the shooting percentage. And uh, a lot of this really comes down to the fact that, like, Jalen Brown's just not playing. He's one of the most efficient shooters on the team, if not the most efficient shooter on the team, both from beyond the arc and from two. Uh, But you look at these numbers, like 43% from the field, 26% from three, and we still had 24 assists. So... If the Celtics somehow figure out this offense and it can be as easy as Jalen Brown just coming back, these are numbers that can skyrocket, right? And I, I want to ask your opinion here because obviously Jalen Brown has been like the guy through the majority of this season, at least minus the, I want to say it's six games that he's missed. How do you think that this Celtics offense adjusts
0: when Jalen Brown gets back? Uh, I mean, I think it's Jalen Brown and time, but honestly, I think the, the putbacks at the hoop will bring up the shooting percentage. I think JB taking the ball to the hoop aggressively. I feel like jB's one of the better cutters, one of the better off-ball, um, like, offensive players. I mean, he's phenomenal with the ball in his hands, but – um, I really think that he makes our offense move a lot um, not saying that he's the only person that does it, but uh, I think that he's a huge key uh, to our offense.
1: yeah, definitely definitely agree with that so the other the other number that i want to touch on in the good part of today's podcast and we can take a break and switch to some of the negatives here uh, is Trey Young right trey young is a guy that's been averaging upwards 26 plus points per game I want to say this year end of the night 18 four of 12 from the field 0 of six from three the Celtics we talked about Al Horford being switched on to him a couple times and really holding him holding him down uh trey young didn't have a good night tonight The only problem, the only part that really torched us was him getting to the free throw line. And we talked a little bit about new rules versus old rules and really how James Harden, Jason Tatum have both adapted to that. Trey Young figured it out. His free throw numbers on the season still are down, but tonight, 10 of 10 from the free throw line. Uh, So overall, that part, not great. But Trey Young as a whole, I think the Celtics did a pretty solid job of staying up on him, forcing tough
0: shots. Yeah, I really think they did too. I mean, um, you can just see that he was off tonight. I mean, there was a couple times that he pulled up from deep, which is totally within Trey Young range, and I was just like, "There's no shot that he's making that." Um, I just don't think it was his night. Um, I mean, we can we've obviously seen our stars have bad nights, and I think this is just one of his. I don't think that the Celtics did anything to really um, cause that. I think that he just kind of woke up and, you know, yeah, like Baker Mayfield was. He wasn't feeling dangerous when he woke up. (laughs) Um, I think I'm going to give a little bit of good and a little bit of bad in this one take, but I thought the Celtics, the first, you know, they they started off the game and they – were playing great defensive basketball. I think they were flying. They were rotating. uh, They were getting steals. uh, They were pushing the ball. Uh, And then the first five minutes of the game ended, and they forgot how to play defense until the third quarter. Yeah. I think they kind of livened up a little bit more in the third quarter. Um, But, yeah, they just – they just it wasn't a solid game,
1: yeah, I mean, even going back to the point you just made about the first five minutes within within the first quarter, we
0: had ten points off of turnovers, like we ended the game with fourteen, yeah, i mean we were we were like I said, we were rotating the ball, we were our hands were active, our feet were active, um and we were pushing off these turnovers and off yeah. these steals, so yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean, Smart was a, Smart was obviously a big part of that to start.
0: Absolutely. Had
1: two steals in the first, I don't know, four minutes that led to two Tatum leakouts outs for du- transition dunks. So, like, these are the plays that we saw early on that kept the game fairly close. Again, it was a 30-29 game after the first. Uh, but the wheels kind of just fell off. Second quarter got outscored 28-20. Third quarter, 33-28. Uh, and at that point, the game was kind of over. The Celtics couldn't hit shots. Uh, and that's where we're going to take this transition. We're going to talk about some of the negatives, including some of the downfalls in the second quarter. Uh, before we do so, want to take a quick break for a word from our sponsors. The NHL season is underway and DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, has an unbelievable offer to celebrate the greatest sport on ice. New customers can bet just $1 on NHL game and win $100 in free bets if either team scores a goal. Doesn't matter if it's a one-time clapper or a deft deflection, however they light the lamp, you win. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, DraftKings won't leave you empty-handed. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contests. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TBPN. Throw down $1 on NH- any NHL game and win 100 in free bets if either team scores a goal. This week, one puck in the net nets you a big win with promo code TBPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. All right, guys. Time for a new favorite sponsor alert, Venture Greens Nutrition. Venture Greens Nutrition is changing the nutrition game forever. They offer one-on-one coaching where they build macro-based diets to get you moving in the right direction. As great as the coaching is, what I love most about Venture Green Nutrition is their line of CBD products. They have tinctures, salves, beard care, and gear. And the best part is all Venture Green's Nutrition's products are formulated and manufactured in their own facilities in the United States. Check them out at VentureGreensNutrition.com. Use code Celtics Take 15 that's CELTICSTAKE15, for 15% off. You won't regret it. All right, so let's talk some negatives here. Uh, and I know there are a couple different points that I want to touch on, uh, but let's kick it over to you. As far as negative points of today's game, what's the
0: one thing that stands out the most for you? I mean, we were talking about it pretty much even on the good parts. Um, and throughout the entire game when we were watching it, we just could not uh, hit a three-pointer. Like, what did we shoot? 26%. I mean, as a team that I believe lives and dies off the three-pointers, uh, we just cannot be shooting 26 27%. Uh, I thought that was miserable. Um, I also thought some of our takes were just – just terrible. I thought we got sloppy with the ball, uh, had some turnovers, and just put up some really bad shots. Um, and then the sloppiness also transitioned to our defense. Like I said, the first five minutes and a couple minutes in the third quarter, we played. I thought we played phenomenal. Um, but I think we either got tired or we got lazy because we weren't rotating. Um, we were giving open shots. Um, offensive rebounds, um, yeah, just just sloppy defensive play in the majority of the game. And there were just times that we we would make runs and uh they wouldn't have a bad defensive possession and our run would slowly dwindle and then they would be right back up that, you know, ten to twelve points and uh we just could never find ourselves back into the game. Yeah, there were I want
1: to say four different points of the game where the Celtics found themselves down double digits and brought it back to within three. And then the Hawks just hit a big shot. And you look at like the Hawks numbers tonight, 35% from three is solid for a team, right? Kevin Herter, you saw tonight, just absolutely torched the Celtics. Five of seven from three, 19 points uh, and then you also saw Bogdanovich hit a good amount of threes today as well, four of ten. Some clutch ones too. So, like, these are these are the plays that, you know, whenever the Celtics seem to be edging back into the game, like you had mentioned, there would be just a collapse on defense. And they wouldn't just hit these shots, these threes. They would have pretty much wide open threes at certain points throughout the game. And the Hawks did what the Celtics couldn't do, and that was just hit their threes. You you talked about the field goal percentage earlier, like when your second best three point shooter is Grant Williams, like that's a problem. And that's not a knock on Grant Williams; it's really not. Like I think he's had a great, a much much better season than anyone wants to give him credit for. Uh, But again, tonight, 18 points. Three of eight from three. That's a solid performance. Jason Tatum was five of 12. But outside of that, that's eight of our 11 three pointers. So between the rest of the team, that's only one. It's only three threes between another, what,
0: 10 guys that played?
1: Yeah. It's just not enough.
0: It was a bad performance. And I think, I mean, I think one of our better uh, three point shooters is Pritchard. I mean, he has gotten close to zero minutes all year. Yeah. Um, I think for whatever reason, Udoka likes Nismith over Pritchard and Nismith. I don't know where playoff Nismith is, but this is not him. I think he had a good preseason, but I just I don't see the hustle. I don't see the rebounds. I don't see the steals. His shooting percentage is terrible. Every single time I see him with the ball, I'm just like, please pass it. <laughs> just do not chuck up a terrible three. Um, I think he's inconsistent. I I just don't feel confident with the ball in his hand on offense. Defensively, he's he can be a firecracker, though. I He's mean, all over the court. He, he He's is kind of a little bit
1: of a mess. But today, yeah.
0: it—I don't know—he just seemed lazy. He wasn't like flying around the court, and I don't know—he just didn't do it tonight. Yeah, that—that that to me has been the the hardest part of watching
1: this season. Is at least for me, I was really expecting Neesmith and Pritchard to step into a a pretty big role. And when they signed Schroeder, I obviously knew Pritchard's minutes were going to get limited a little bit, but in a time where Jalen Brown is out and Dennis Schroeder starts, like you would think that there are still minutes for Pritchard as the backup point guard, and we, we just haven't really seen it
0: yet. I don't know, but it's also tough because you can only have so many guys out there the size of Schroeder and the size of Pritchard. When we take out a Schroeder to put in another undersized point guard it is very difficult so i understand our coach's decision to do that but i i mean it's it's tough to take away the scrappiness and the really the three point like percentage that pritchard can add for a guy like a knee smith
1: at that at that point like we've talked about Pritchard not being able to hit his threes. It's not very easy to get in a rhythm when you're playing two minutes a game. And these are garbage time minutes. Like you saw him take a couple shots tonight, but he's not like he's not in any rhythm. I, and it's kind of the same thing with Neesmith. I mean, really, like he's he's gotten a little bit more run than Pritchard just because of his size. Uh but even him like both of them last season were three-point shooters, and this year they're both significantly
0: under 30. Yeah, I think another guy that is not getting a rhythm whatsoever, and I think that's the best way to describe it, is Romeo Langford. I mean, he had 14 minutes today, um, but I mean, I honestly don't even really remember him on the court besides a couple plays. Um, But, I mean, he has sparks of, like, phenomenal basketball. Um, I really wish that we could see him play a little more and, and have him get in a rhythm. I think he's a good shooter. I think he's good defensively. I think he has a good size for a, I would call him a, a, a shooting. A two guard, yeah, yeah. I would call him a two. Um, I mean, I, I think he fits a lot of the, um, the mold for a, a good backup two, and I don't know. I just don't see him getting a rhythm, um, and we're just, I don't know, playing him cold too much, so. The one thing I'll say for,
1: for Romeo, and I think he's earning his minutes on the defensive end, but you look at the Celtics as a whole. I think he's one of the only guys that is consistently cutting to the hoop exactly. and trying, is, and trying I mean. to make plays. So it's not like the the thing that is hard with that is Romeo, while he is cutting, people need to find him and that's where That'll we haven't up. quite we haven't quite got there yet. There were a couple plays tonight though where Romeo had a a strong cut to the hoop. Got the ball one of the times and then gave up a shot. So like even he like he's he is timid out there and that part's unfortunate, but I think for you know, at least a large portion of this year has been pretty solid on that end. He's, he's never going to be one to you know, light up a stat sheet as far as points, but. Can you know, be a like great he, role player. Correct, yeah. Like, if he can go out, play good defense and, you know, score a couple off of good cuts, I think, that's a, I think that's a win. We just didn't really see a ton of it tonight, which is unfortunate. But, I don't know. For me, the one thing that really jumped out was really just letting the role players of the Hawks uh, torch us. Cam Reddish. You know, Cam Reddish had really one of probably the better games of his career. Uh, Kevin Herter, which he always seems to do, torch the Celtics. Um, And then you look at, like, John Collins. It's another big performance for him. 20 points, 11 rebounds. And this is one of those games where you look at the Celtics lineup and you really could have used a guy like Robert Williams. In a game against John Collins, it's another it's another big that's just super athletic and is making effort plays, and that's where I think you know not having Time Lord really puts the Celtics in a pinch. So I mean those those to me were the the biggest downfalls of today, uh, and that's ultimately where the game was lost in my eyes. But that's, that's where we're going to wrap things up here. Uh, definitely a tough loss. Celtics, like I said earlier, fall below 500 once again. 7-8 on the season. We face off against the Los Angeles Lakers Friday night in a massive game. Anytime you can get a Celtics-Lakers rivalry, you just love it. Uh, but that's where we are today if you haven't followed me on Twitter make sure to do so at NBA Celtics guy if you're on Facebook make sure to follow the Facebook page Boston Celtics till I die just had our 6,000th member in 10 months join uh, last night so we officially crossed that threshold going to the moon but have a good night guys Paul thank you for joining the podcast thanks for having me and have a good night, Celtics fans. Talk soon.
0: I can't help it. I'm all like a Celtic. I can't help it. I can't help it. I can't help it. I'm all like a Celtic. I can't help it. I'm all like a Celtic.